Police One Academy is leading the way in high-quality, affordable training for officers nationwide. Your department can take advantage of more than 1,000 HD videos and 175 full-length courses in a robust learning management system. Training is certified or accepted for training credit in 35 states. Join the industry's most officer-friendly learning platform with more than 60,000 subscribers. To schedule a free demo, go to policeoneacademy.com forward slash policing matters. Hello, and thank you for clicking, and thank you for listening to Policing Matters, the Police One podcast. I'm Doug Wiley. Hey, this is Jim Dudley. Jim, stop me when you've heard this one before. A man uses a vehicle as a weapon in a terrorist attack. You've heard this before, haven't you? I have heard this. Yeah. Stop. Well, that's what just happened in Stockholm, Sweden, not too long ago. Um, it sounds familiar because it is. Uh, ISIS and Al-Qaeda have been promoting this particular type of weaponizing of a vehicle for two years in their online magazines, Dabiq, um, and and, uh, and the other one that escapes my mind, right? Oh, Inspire. Um, you know, they're putting out the, mo- the most easy ways to, to create an attack using ordinary weapons, not using bomb-making materials, which are now more carefully tracked, mm-hmm. not using firearms, which are easily purchased on in on the bike market <coughs> um, and, obtained, and obtained legally, uh, but using things that are just ordinary household devices, a butcher knife, you know, mm-hmm. was used in the attack in on Ohio State University. Kid, Somali, you know, born, self-radicalized kid, decides to mow down a bunch of people and then takes out a butcher knife. I mean, and that's happened in other places. It happened in December uh, in Berlin. Twelve people were killed. Fifty others were wounded. Um, of course, we, and now we, of course, remember the attack in Nice. Eighty-six people were killed 86 people and you know obtaining a truck you and i can do that in the next hour if we wanted to no it happened in london it happened in london a couple right on the on the on the on the bridge so at the same time as all of these things happening and we're we're observing them happening with greater regularity Mm. it's you know they say three times is a trend well we're into six times now sure at the very minimum, and this is only the ones we've heard about in the mainstream media, um, at the same time we're having departments put together highly restrictive policies about shooting at subjects in vehicles. Mm -hmm. You know, the only way to stop a truck, I mean, there's a couple ways. You could use artillery, but we don't have access to that. You know, you gotta just, you gotta shoot the driver. And that's, it just seems to me we've got two things happening at the same time that are the polar opposite of each other. Sure. Illogical policies on shooting at vehicles, highly restrictive, when that's really the only choice you got. And these radicalized self self radicalized jihadis mowing people down. Right. What's what's what, what do we do? What's, well, what's the answer to that? Well, well, some think that the answer is to take weapons and tactics from police officers because they feel that they'll be abused so and you know i I keep going back to san francisco because it's so close to home but we're seeing it in other uh cities across the united states that uh police are being defanged if you will um in san francisco uh san francisco police have been denied tasers Mm -hmm. they just recently were had uh, the carotid restraint removed not a chokehold but a carotid restraint removed from their bag of tools and use of force continuum and they can no longer shoot into a moving vehicle and i have mixed feelings about shooting into a moving vehicle i i would say that 
you know, in a very high percentage, you should be able to avoid the path of a car um, driven by an individual. And, and I think the cases we've seen time and time again are situational where um, the suspect's attempting to flee, um, you're, you're writing a ticket and your natural inclination is to reach in and turn off the ignition if the guy goes to put it in gear. And now you're, you're in for a joyride yeah. outside of the vehicle and holding on for dear life. And, and I've, I've uh, read cases where cops shoot into the, the car at that point as well. Um, but now we're, we're seeing, uh, by design, terrorists using vehicles. Mm. Nice, 86 people killed. The response by the police officers who shot the driver was the only way they were going to stop it. Yeah. Um, but the, you know, the powers that be, uh, you know, and I'm critical of um, the, the, the people in position to, to, to judge police officers with use of force say, uh, never, ever, never, ever, never. And there, there's got to be some exceptions to the rule, especially now when it is a, a tactic that's, that's being used, not ad hoc, not made up, not as an option to flee. But we've seen repeatedly now um, people using a vehicle to run people over and, and kill people. I've been studying terrorism since 1990. I've been a student of terrorism for a really long time. And I've witnessed the changing in their tactics and their strategies. You know, they used to, it's basically a leaderless kind of group right now. We, we, we in ISIS, you really have, okay, one got al-Baghdadi, but there are myriad people putting out information on the inter internet to try and create self-radicalized jihadis. Yeah. <clears throat> if I'm going to red team the United States, if I'm going to figure out a way to be the to put myself in the mind of the bad guy for a little while. I'm going to go to the sanctuary city, where, where, or the city rather, where you have restricted policies, and that's where I'm going to take my Budweiser truck. Mm. I'm going to load it full of cement, and I'm going to just keep driving around until I run out of gas. And because I know the cops aren't going to shoot me, you know, <laughs> at least the policy is they're not going to shoot. We'll see what happens. Right. You know, we'll see what happens when the real day comes. Because if I'm so. <laughs> Hey, I'm a private citizen, but if I see someone driving around in a cement truck, I'm shooting him. Right? I'm just if he's mowing people down, he's not going to last very long. As, yeah. as far as I'm concerned, and as far as I'm as long as I'm around. But it's to me, it just makes no sense to tell the world we we're not going to shoot at a moving vehicle ever under any circumstance. Because to me, like everything we've discussed so many times, you have to have a middle ground. You, you, can't, you can't have just black or white. The world is gray, you know? The right. world is gray. And it's, according to one author, 50 shades of it. So we, we need to figure out a way to accommodate for the multiple multitudes of possibilities of a type of attack, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I mean, not even just necessarily terrorists. I mean, we've, we saw in Santa Barbara, uh, that lunatic using his car to run people down. It happened in Texas. I don't know that these are coordinated terrorist uh, attacks, but you have these lone wolf, bad actors, uh, sometimes on social media, pro, you know, putting out their their next move. Mm -hmm. And um, what do you do to stop them? Yeah, it doesn't ha necessarily have to be someone, you know, who's radicalized to any one ideology. You could just be 
batshit crazy and, you know, want to kill as many people as possible. And you see it happen and go, hey, that thing in Nice, I cannot do that. That's like the active shooter of tomorrow, right? Right, I mean, they're constantly looking for the higher score. So, you know, the Napa Wine Festival or, you know, someplace in in Disneyland or whatever, where you have basically people penned in and they can't go anywhere. And, you know, if, if you're a crazy, maniacal, murderous, treacherous asshole, for lack of a better word, that's you see a model that works. You don't have to go and buy a gun. You don't have to do any kind of large-scale, you know, um, explosion of, you know, or make any kind of uh, improvised device. You could use a Budweiser truck. Right. It's, you know, it just makes me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well... You know, the, the arguments against shooting in a vehicle are obvious, and you don't want the unmanned vehicle careening down a block of citizens, but um, if, if the next thing he hits besides you is a brick wall, then it makes sense to nullify the driver before that happens. Or if you have a driver who's already mowed down 86 people, I'll take the unmanned truck before I let them continue down the, you know, the Embarcadero or some Main Street USA. Yeah, I totally agree. And now, now on the opposite side of that coin, there are a lot of good reasons to not shoot into a vehicle. Right. Like if it's just an ordinary suspect fleeing, you probably have that license plate on your dash cam. You're going to figure out where that person's going. You're going to, you can go get them later. Um, there are very few cases in which shooting into a vehicle makes sense. I'll grant you that. I yeah. 100% bought in on that. But it's just this cast iron, you know... Never, never, never. Never, never, never. It's just, it just doesn't make any sense. Now, again, with all of these discussions that we have, my hope is that someone hears this and goes, ah, that guy Dudley and that guy Wiley, they might have a thing or two in their head. Let's maybe reassess our, our, our policy here. Yeah, I mean, hopefully they're looking at the the broad spectrum worldwide and not just, you know, the fact that they live in a political environment and they feel like it's the right thing to say at the time. But um, you not only put your local police officers in jeopardy, but also your local citizenry. Yeah, I'm just fearful of the unintended consequences of policies like this. Once again, everybody, uh, thank you for listening to the podcast. And if you have comments, please make them in the comments section below or send us an email to policingmatters at police1.com. Mm-hmm.